time for another podcast, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's time again. Whatever, right? I mean, really, who cares anymore? It's just a show. No one likes the show. No one cares about the show. Well, except you people who listen to it. Everybody else are just losers. You guys are where it's really at. And I think you're pretty great. Ain't gonna lie. You're alright. Um, today... We're gonna talk about a few things... One of them being over at Ye Olde website, where we've got some new stuff going on. We've got some new episodes. We got some Act Razor Two, some new Baton Kaitos, new Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne from Ragnet, some Mega Man Doctor Wily's Revenge from Jade, some new FTL Treasure Hunter G, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, it's pretty great. Got a new poll up from Scarlet. It's pretty good. Once in a while, the man's were some were some excitement, but we don't like to, you know, inflate his ego too much. So he still looks really bad in pants. Looks even worse out of pants. But man, pants and that guy. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Uh, also. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've heard about this thing. There's this thing called the Video Game Hall of Fame now. And we have some inductees. Yeah. How about that? Now I'm going to read some of these to you, tell you what some of these games were. And I want to get your thoughts because I'm a musician. Music is kind of an important thing to me. And we have things like. Uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? And here's the way the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame works. Um, you have to have had your first album out for so long. Uh, and, and then you're eligible to be inducted. And that doesn't seem to have been the case with the Video Game Hall of Fame. Um... Some of them, great, no problem. Some of them, not so much. Uh, so our our inductees for the first year, uh, Doom from 1993. I have no problems with that. Pong from 1972. Well, of course, you got to have Pong. Pac-Man from 1980, obviously. Super Mario Brothers from 1985. Now, this says Tetris from 1984, but it's the Game Boy Tetris that is mostly pointed to. And Game Boy Tetris did not come out before Super Mario Brothers. But here's here's the one that, for me and a lot of people, kind of stick in your craw. And that's World of Warcraft. Um, World of Warcraft's only like 10 years old now. 10 or 11 years old. Not nearly long enough, I feel, to be a member, right? 
I don't think it's been around long enough. So... Here's here's the thing. We, we got talking about this over at the forums. And we decided, you know what, well let's just have our own video game Hall of Fame, right? Let's have one where it's a little more, you know, under control, maybe, right? Um, where the criteria is a little bit different, things like that. So we have some nominations. Currently we have five games that are nominated. If you have a game you would like to see nominated, go over to the forums and nominate it. And once we've got, I'm going to say maybe 10 or 12, we'll take a look at those and, you know, figure out who our first few inductees are going to be. Uh, currently, we have Final Fantasy, Star Control 2, Fallout, Mega Man 2, and Diablo 2, or Diablo 2, if you're one of those people who likes to pronounce words correctly. Um, so, yeah, head over. You will see it. It is right there in the forums. Big ol' letters. Well, not big ol' letters, but letters, to be sure. Letters about the website and the forums and all of that. Yes, yes, indeed. But wait, there's more. More important things that need to be talked about. Um, as, as you may know, running a website takes, takes the money, costs the money. The people who, you know, provide us the service would like to get paid for said service. And I would love to be able to pay them for said service and this is kind of like when we get into like you know pledge drive mode you know what I mean pledge drive mode and so coming to you the viewers the listeners the friends the family members the cousins the brothers the uncles the grandmas the grandpas um, probably not grandmas and grandpas unless you are a grandparent and you are listening to the podcast how are you um we need to raise about 150 bucks to keep the site up for another year. And obviously we're not going to expect you lovely people listening to contribute every red cent to that. We'll take cents of any colors. We do not discriminate. But if you've got, you know, an extra five, ten bucks kicking around and you'd like to support the show and the site, please do so because the less... I have to spend working for a living to keep things up and running, and, and same with the other guys on the site, really. The more time we have to make content for the site. Um, if you would like to donate something to the site to help keep it up and running, you can visit lowbiasgaming.net, and there is a donate button on the homepage. And, yeah, just uh, click that and do what you gotta do. And then we will get the site renewed and everything will be fine. Why am I talking about it here in the podcast? Well, because this is really just about the only thing that goes on over at this channel anymore. So, you know, figured I'd just throw it out there. So, yeah, I mean, really, then, and we have some things going on at the forums for people who donate. You know, if you if you donate, um, you get some goodies out of that, obviously. We're not just going to be like, hey, you give us money. Thanks a lot, buddy. Um, but, you know, you get, like, requests and forum ranks and things like that. Um, so if you donate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something nuts here. I'm gonna say, here's the deal. You donate ten bucks, 
10 bucks, I'll give you, we'll give you a forum rank and a lowbiasgaming.net email address. You donate 20 bucks or more, I'll give you all that. And a game request. Any game you want, any system, um, preferably one that I own. And, and this, this can work for anybody in the group, but I'm going to, since I haven't talked to them about it yet, I'm going to kind of direct it at me. Um, Ten bucks, like I said, get you some forum ranks and uh, email address. Twenty bucks will get you all that, plus a request. Yeah. Um, and you can put that in like the notes for the donation if you want to do that, or you can email me, or you can send me a message here on YouTube or at the site. Or, better yet, you can call in and leave it in a message. Oh yeah, we still do that. Sure we do. Uh, got a new number because there something got screwed up with the old one. Listen for it later in the show. But anyway, thank you very much. Um, we need to have the cash raised in about a month's time. Um, should not be a big deal, really. I mean, I'm going to kick in some bucks. I'm sure Ragnats, Jade, and Scarlet will kick in some bucks too. But if you yourself have some bucks and you would like to kick in, kick them in. That'll be great. We'll love you forever. You may not believe this, folks. But I'm going to tell you right now. We have some new news of the weird. Finally. I mean, really crazy. I know. I checked it like the day after I recorded the last podcast. And boom, there it was. So... This, this might be an extended version, right, of News of the Weird. So let's jump in uh, with both hands. Meals 2.0. Silicon Valley code writers and engineers work long hours with apparently little time for food as we know it. Eating is time wasted in the worlds of celebrity inventor Elon Musk and normal meals a marketing facade, said another Valley bigwig. The New York Times reported in May that techies are eagerly scarfing down generic but nutrient-laden liquids like schmilk and people chow, largely for ease of preparation to speed their return to work. The Times food editor described one product as oat flour washed down with the worst glass of milk ever. Pancake batter, according to a Times reporter. That supermarket staple ensure, according to the food editor, is fine wine compared to schmilk. Have you had schmilk or people chow viewers? Let us know. People Chow, by the way, the early predecessor of Bachelor Chow from Futurama. Distracted Americans, viewers, can you believe how shiny things, right? Wow. Air Travelers last year left $675,000 in spare change in airport screening bins, reported uh, the Transportation Security Administration in April. Of the cars reported stolen in 2014, 44,828 were with keys left inside them, according to an April National Insurance Crime Bureau release. And American credit card holders fail to claim about $4 billion in earned rewards each year, according to Cardhub.com's 2015 Credit Card Rewards Report. 
that was a lot of money. And we're just like, what? Nickels, who needs them? That's old school. Our least hardy generation viewers. Nursing student Jennifer Aberbella filed a lawsuit against, ooh, Misericordia. Misericordia. Yeah, a university near Scranton, PA, for not helping her enough to pass a required course that she failed twice. Actually, you're heard about this when this happened. The professional caregiver to be complained of stress so severe that she needed a distraction-free room and extra time for the exam, but claims she deserved even more special treatment. She took the test, failed twice. It's not her fault. It's just so much hard work. Uh, four Columbia University students complained in May that courses in Greek mythology and Roman poetry need trigger warnings. Advance notice to super-sensitive students that history may include narratives of disturbing events that have somehow been studied without such warnings for centuries. Did you know that sometimes people died in history? We need to know about that ahead of time. That's crazy. In March, following the departure of Zayn Malik from the British band One Direction, Zayn, that's how they spell that, really? An executive with the Peninsula Employment Law Firm in Manchester told London's Daily Telegraph that he had received hundreds of calls from employers seeking advice about workers who were requesting compassionate leave because Malik's resignation had left them distraught. Also a spokeswoman for the charity Young Minds told the Telegraph that she was concerned about Malik fans self-harming. Is One Direction that big of a deal? Is it really? I don't know. I didn't even know that he spelled his name stupid. My goodness. Here's some bright ideas. Um, among recent inventions not expected to draw venture capital interest, as reported by Popular Science in June, a number one Canadian software engineer's machine that unspools toilet paper exactly three squares at a time, but please keep your fingers away from the cleaver. Number two, a Japanese shoulder-mounted tomato feeder that provides nourishment to marathoners without their needing to catch tomatoes provided by supporters. I have seen video of this in action. Look it up. Number three, Google software engineer Maurice Boss's whiteboard-mounted clock that writes down the exact time with a marker at five-minute intervals after erasing the previous time. Because clocks are hard. Fine points of the law. Britain's Home Office judging requests for asylum by immigrants threatened with deportation but who fear oppressive treatment if returned to their home countries recently turned down asylum for Nigerian lesbian activists why are words so hard? Adaranke Apata, who is 47, apparently because the office doubted her orientation. Though Apata had submitted testimonials and even photographs proving her homosexuality, the home office was skeptical because she had children from a previous heterosexual relationship. On the other hand, an immigration court in England ruled in April that a Libyan man, identified only as H.U., could not be deported since he is a career criminal and a chronic drunk who would be so unlikely to reform his drinking that he would surely face a lifetime of prison in Libya. By the way, there were trigger words in that uh, last story, just in case the word lesbian offended you. If you missed the trigger words, study harder next time and appeal your test. The continuing crisis, ladies and gentlemen, if only there were somewhere he could have turned for moral guidance. Suspended Catholic Monsignor Kevin Whalen, 63, was sentenced in May to more than five years in prison for running a meth distribution ring from Bridgeport, Connecticut, where he also operated a sex shop to launder the drug profits. Though he faced a 10-year sentence, he had a history of charity work and submitted more than 80 letters of support from high-ranking clergy. 
If only he was using his powers for good. There are people out there, ladies and gentlemen, who are different from us. Here's a story about some people. Walter Merrick, 66, was charged with aggravated assault in the New Orleans suburb of Harvey, Louisiana, in March after an altercation with neighbor Clarice uh, Sturdevant, who was 64, over the comparative merits of Bush and Budweiser beers. Budman Sturdevant fired the only shot, but a sheriff's deputy said Merrick was the aggressor since he had offered Sturdevant only a Bush. In Tulsa, Oklahoma, in April, police found two blood-spattered men in an apartment parking lot at 1 a.m. The result was a dual stabbing spree with broken beer bottles over whether Android phones are superior to iPhones. People different from us viewers. Everybody knows that Bush and Budweiser are horrible, and Android and iPhone are equally so. Pointless. Holly Solomon, 31, pleaded guilty in April to aggravated assault with her Jeep against her then-husband, and has been sentenced to three and a half years in prison. The crime occurred in a suburb of Phoenix in November 2012, days after President Obama's re-election. As Solomon ran down her spouse because she was angry that he had neglected to vote for Mitt Romney as expected. However, his no-show did not affect the outcome as Romney easily won the state's 11 electoral votes without him. Also, he thought Android was the best OS ever. I may have added that part. Least competent criminals. These are always great. We have short attention span thieves, ladies and gentlemen. These are the people who left all that money on uh, airports. Alvaro Ortega, 34, was arrested for taking a uniformed police officer's cell phone in the East Coast Catering Deli in Bayonne. Bayonne? And something. Uh, New Jersey on May 18th. The sleuthing, sleuthing excuse me, was easy. Nat Ortega was the only other person in the deli at the time and sheepishly admitted the theft. Seattle's KIRO-TV reported in May that a Seattle couple holding a Powerball ticket worth $1 million still has it despite being theft victims. Someone smashed open a window on their car on May 14th and stole... Among other items, a pair of sunglasses that was resting atop the lottery ticket, but left it undisturbed. Maybe they just really needed some Ray-Bans. Maybe it was a sunny... Well, couldn't have been sunny. It was Seattle. The Pervo American Community Viewers. Rusty Sills, 56, previously an underwear bandit in West Des Moines, Iowa, was arrested in Pennellis Park, Florida in March and charged with stealing women's shoes, sometimes replacing them with shoes he no longer fancied. Police found about 100 pairs in his van. <laughs> I didn't know Des Moines, Iowa was big enough to be divided east and west. James Dowdy, 43, on parole for an earlier sock theft, was arrested once again in Belleville, Illinois, after police received reports of socks missing in burglaries. Authorities say Dowdy had been involved in other types of sock-related incidents and using socks in an inappropriate and obscene manner, but details were not reported. Found in a search of Dowdy's home were notebooks of children's names, ages, and types of socks worn. Trigger word. Uh, is this a great country or what, ladies and gentlemen? Not only can we have people in Illinois with notebooks filled with information about children's socks, but we have this story. Faced with the government fee accepted by most real estate investors who view it as a routine of cost-doing business, wealthy Arizona investor Wayne Howard balked 
Instead of the ordinary filing fee rate of $50 for registering a property deed, he demanded that all 2,922 of his deeds be recorded for $500. And when the penal, penal, penal county treasurer turned him down, he told the official that he would simply use his pull in the legislature to change the law and get his 99.6% discount that way. He almost succeeded. The bill passed the state senate and was favored in the house, but after the Arizona Republic newspaper exposed Howard's imperial move, it failed. 30 to 28. Just barely. Arizona, the longer you live, the more you give us reason to not live there. Here's a classic from 2011. Tombstone, Arizona, which was the site of the legendary 1881 gunfight at the OK Corral, commemorated in a 1957 movie, is about 70 miles from the Tucson Shopping Center where U.S. Representative Gabrielle Giffords and others were shot in January of 2011. The LA Times dispatch later that month noted that the Wild West of 1881 Tombstone had far stricter gun control than 2011 Arizona. The historic gunfight occurred when the Marshal, Virgil Earp, brother of Wyatt, tried to enforce the town's no-carry law against local thugs. Today, however, with few restrictions and no licenses required, virtually any Arizonan, 18 or older, can carry a handgun openly. It's crazy talk. People always feel like, we want to make go back to the days of the old west when men was men and horses was horses and cars were devilry. Well, there you go. Get a permit, buddy. You never call. You never write. I don't know what I did. Maybe you're mad at me. I don't. I mean, really. Come on. We are all adults here. We can have a conversation. You can email me at jason at You can go to the website. You can go to the Facebook. You can go to our Twitter. You can call me. Why don't you call me sometime? 425-419-1810. And leave me a message. Okay? There you go, and there you have it. That's uh, this episode. I hope you liked it. I hope you had a great time listening to it. And I hope you'll have a great time to continue to listen to more episodes uh, in the future. And perhaps more in the past as well. Thank you.